Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Support for MPB comes from Kyle Wynn and Associates, an estate planning and elder law firm hosting estate planning and nursing home asset protection planning seminars in Loosedale, Wiggins, Oxford, and the Gulf Coast during the month of November. Details at kyle-win.com. Good morning. It's 830. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, state leaders speak on whether elections in the United States are rigged and whether the Electoral College favors some states over others. I said it has been designed for some time, if you looked at the Electoral College, to favor the states like New York, California, others in the population areas. So if you can capture those states, more than likely you can capture the presidency. Uh, oftentimes we're referred just to as flyover country. I don't think that's proper. Later, the legacy and future of legal aid in Mississippi. And find out which famous Mississippian said what in our book club. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Two Mississippi leaders are at odds over allegations of rigged elections that have permeated the presidential race lately. Governor Phil Bryant and Attorney General Jim Hood addressed these and other issues at the Hobnob, a gathering of politicians and other state leaders, yesterday. The Mississippi Economic Council sponsors the annual event. Much of the talk this year revolved around Governor Bryan's agreement with Republican presidential candidate Donald J. Trump that the election is rigged. MPB's Desiree Frazier was there. Bryant tells her he was commenting on the way the Electoral College works. He also addresses a new economic victory for the state. If what I've said about uh, being rigged, and I'm not sure those are the proper terms, so let's say what I said. Uh, I said it has been designed for some time, if you looked at the Electoral College, to favor the states like New York, California, others in the population areas. So if you can capture those states, more than likely you can capture the presidency. Uh, oftentimes we're referred just to as flyover country. I don't think that's proper. Uh, I think if you look at some of the activities that have taken place, for example, Bernie Sanders, it was clear the Democrats party wanted to make sure that Bernie Sanders was not the nominee. They worked hard on that. They dismissed their own national chairman because she had rigged the system uh, to make sure that Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee. I don't think that's fair. Uh, I don't think it's fair for people to stand outside of polling places and intimidate people that may want to go in and vote. So there's a lot of issues that we have been concerned with for years. Thank goodness Mississippi does a remarkable job. Voter ID has certainly been a part of that. 
and enforcement with the Attorney General's office and working with the Secretary of State. We have, I think, we have an excellent record in Mississippi, and I just wish all the nation had as, um, as good an effort to protect the integrity of an election. But, but if, if you look at managing an election, what you're trying to do is identify those key states, those battleground states that you have to win for that electoral college. And if you're able to do that, then you're able to win the election. So if you're going to put resources, manpower, if you're going to have um, uh, a, an effort to try to identify, uh, uh, get out the vote, that's where you're going to go. We saw just the other day in, in, in a video, uh, it may have been uh, unknown that the video was being taken at the time, but discussions about how people could create violence at the Donald Trump campaign. Now, you're going in inciting violence. Uh, whoever approved that within the uh, Clinton campaign should be charged. They should be investigated and arrested. People's lives are at danger simply by going to a political rally. And I can assure you if someone in my party had directed anyone to go and create violence at a party, uh, a Democratic Party function, uh, you, you would be screaming. The rest of the national media would be screaming. There would be investigations demanded to be launched. And where is the national outcry? Where is the outrage about people who are hired by what we now uh, believe is a political party and a political candidate to go and incite violence? You talked about uh, Raytheon. What is the time frame for that you're looking at? Uh, we're looking at the RFP from the Air Force to go out in December. So obviously Raytheon will be competing with several other companies. We feel very good about where we're at. I feel like I'm part of Raytheon now because uh, they've been manufacturing their radar systems for many years here in the state. But it, it will be this December, which is a fast pace. The Secretary of Air Force um, says they have a sense of urgency about getting this trainer up and available for our, uh, our Air Force, which is increasing, increasing its size of pilots. So I would think if you're looking at sometimes next year a decision by the Air Force and hopefully uh, construction beginning at the uh, Meridian Air Force uh, Air uh, Base there very soon. MPB's Desiree Frazier with Governor Phil Bryant. Attorney General Jim Hood says calling into question the integrity of the process of the election is dangerous territory. He responds to Desiree Frazier's question of whether elections are rigged. The flag was unveiled yesterday by... No, that's just so... I mean, our, our office prosecutes uh, voter fraud in our state. You know, we get reports. I have a lawyer's on duty 24 hours before, during, and after the, those three days of an election. And we get reports, you know, from all over the state. We do the investigations. We inevitably go out and we find out in the vast majority of the cases where they say some dead person voted. Well, maybe here's what happens. James M. Hood III may have a line on the book right there by James M. Hood Jr., and James M. Hood Jr. may be deceased, and when the lady at the, at, at the desk, thank God for those poll workers, point to that book, they sign on the wrong line. We go check it out. Son goes, yeah, that's my signature. It's on the wrong line. That's, what, that's the voter fraud. Where the problems occur is absentee balloting. What the legislature ought to be doing is early voting. That's where you go into the circuit clerk's office. It gives working people time to go in on a Saturday, go in, and you see that person there. It's not like you're mailing something in like an absentee ballot. That's where the fraud, you know, any fraud that does occur is when we've prosecuted them. It's where people go out and they'll get a bunch of ballots, you know, and go around and get them signed and, and, or pay them, you know, pay people to, to vote. But it's done through absentee, not, not uh, early voting. Is that happening a lot? No, I think we've had, we had, you know, like eight or ten cases up in, uh, um, 
Benton County, where they were paying some voters about six or eight years ago. But it's just not a problem. What aggravates me about it is people like, you know, Donald Trump saying these things. It, it, it strikes at the core of our constitutional system. I, as a lawyer, I may not agree with what a judge does, but I don't have a right to go out there and threaten, you know, to do something uh, drastic, you know, if a judge doesn't rule our way. We have to accept the decision. We have set up a system that it, once the jury rules, we have to accept that and move on. And it's the same for the voters. And so, you know, to see uh, irresponsible people claiming things just to make excuses uh, is is not only immature, but it also affects how people look at our constitutional system. MPB's Desiree Frazier with Attorney General Jim Hood on whether the rules of the Electoral College mean the presidential election is rigged. In other news, Mississippi is a little more than a year from celebrating its bicentennial. December 10th of 2017 will mark 200 years since the state was established. At the Hobnob yesterday, where Governor Bryant and Attorney General Hood spoke, a banner was unveiled by the Mississippi Economic Council commemorating the bicentennial. MPB's Ezra Wall has more. The flag was unveiled yesterday by the Mississippi Economic Council at its annual Hobnob. That's a mixer for influential leaders in government and business. Council President Blake Wilson says he's not pushing the emblem as a new state flag. It has a blue, a white, and a red stripe with the state seal in the center. The dates 1817 and 2017 are featured prominently. Ezra Wall, MPB News. Up next, the legacy and future of legal aid in Mississippi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, agriculture in Mississippi. It generates billions of dollars. Is Mississippi's number one industry. It's the driver of our economy. The state is an agriculture leader for the nation, but there are some challenges. We feel like we have two choices. We have to import our labor or we'll have to import our food. From overseas and here at home. I don't have a problem with it as long as they play fair. We take a closer look at agriculture in Mississippi on At Issue. This Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB TV. A sequoia called Odin was a sapling when Rome was an empire. Now it's a giant thriving tree surrounded by drought. And scientists want to know why it's doing so well. So they're climbing up and measuring. Every single branch. Taking notes while you're hanging from a rope. We are hanging on a rope, yes. I'm Kelly McEvers. That story later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Today is Thursday, but you know what tomorrow is. It's Friday, and that means high school football. Hello, everyone. I'm Russ Robinson. Join me, Jay White, Jake Wimberly, George Broadstreet, and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us tomorrow night at 10, right here on MPB Think Radio. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
When Mississippians have legal problems and can't afford a lawyer, they often turn to legal aid. This form of help gives those who can't afford it access to the justice system. One group, North Mississippi Rural Legal Services, has been providing this help since the 1960s. This evening, they celebrate 50 years of legal aid at a ceremony in Tupelo. We caught up with Ben Cole, Executive Director of North Mississippi Rural Legal Services, to talk about the legacy and future of legal aid in Mississippi. From the beginning, you know, we, we have uh, handled, uh, the organization has handled a number of legal issues, and, and actually in terms of the, the origin of the organization, it actually started at the University of Mississippi School of Law, and uh, where there were two law professors who thought that it would really add a lot to the education of law students to not only to receive the theoretical uh, traditional law school training, but to also provide an opportunity for law, for law students to actually represent or, or be involved in the representation of actual clients. And so they kind of developed a what we call a clinical program in which uh, under the direction of a licensed attorney, uh, a law student can actually talk to, interview actual clients, do work on the cases, do research, prepare documents, and, and of course the attorney has to take the case to to court. And that's how it started with my two professors. And, and after that, the kinds of cases that the people that were coming in, once it became known that uh, uh, these, there was an avenue for representation, various types of cases started coming in and, and it got to be a little bit of a problem for the university. So it became more expedient to separate the clinical program at that time from the law school. And at that time, uh, the legal services program uh, opened its doors uh, in Oxford as uh, the uh, Lafayette County Legal Services. Now, tonight it all culminates, or 50 years, uh, with those successes with a gala and awards dinner. Tell us about that. Well, we will have, uh, as our guest speaker, uh, attorney Paulette Brown, uh, who is the immediate past president of the American Bar Association. Uh, and uh, 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 she was the first African-American female president of the American Bar Association. The American Bar Association is the association that represents all of the lawyers uh, across the country uh, here in the United States. And uh, she's a dynamic speaker, and uh, we're expecting to have a, a wonderful time uh, with her. And uh, as a part of that, uh, we have an honorary committee uh, who has been working with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services uh, to help us uh, the whole year, help us celebrate the 50th anniversary of the organization. And and what we are focusing on is uh, trying to uh, 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 fundraise or uh, bring in additional funds to allow us to uh, provide more services uh, to people. And one of the interesting things is that uh, there is a national study which shows that for every one client that a legal services program takes, we have to turn away at least one client. And to kind of put this into perspective for us, uh, we serve 39 counties, the northern 39 counties of the state of Mississippi. We only have 13 attorneys. And so that, that and, and we have over uh, 250,000 people who are eligible for our services. So obviously we have to turn away a lot of people uh, who actually qualify for services, but we just don't have the resources. That has to be very frustrating for you. 
It is. It is. And that's why we're trying to raise additional funds to allow us to provide additional staff to 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 respond to uh, more uh, of the requests for services that we we receive. And 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 we've got a, an excellent committee, uh, former Governor Ryan Musgrove. Uh, and uh, Attorney Carlos Moore uh, are the co-chairs of the committee, uh, but then we've got other people on that honorary committee. Uh, Mike Aspey, uh, Attorney Joyce Freeland from Oxford, uh, 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 um, uh, Mr. Richard Holworth, who's former mayor of Oxford, uh, Charles Merkel III, attorney from Clarksdale, Reverend Thomas Morris Sr., who's an attorney from Cleveland, and a former chair of North Mississippi Rural Legal Services. Then we got uh, uh, attorney and representative Willie J. Perkins Sr. from Greenwood, who is the current chair of the board of North Mississippi Rural Legal Services. Uh, Ms. Nina Tollison, uh, 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 who's former uh, Mississippi Bar President. These are people who are on our honorary committee, and they've been out working uh, to get uh, spread the word about the organization, the work of the organization, and to help us attract additional funds. And so this gala is really just a culmination of actually all of the the the, the events for the entire year, as well as to try to uh, you know just bring together the the the, the funding that, uh, that and encourage people to uh, donate to the work of the organization. Well, happy anniversary. We wish you the best in your fundraising. Ben Cole is the executive director of the North Mississippi Rural Legal Services. Ben, thank you so much. Thank you. Up next, find out which famous Mississippian said what in our book club. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This election year has been unpredictable, and it can be hard to keep track of what's true or not. NPR's election team wades through it all so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to the station every day. Daily at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Today is Thursday, but you know what tomorrow is. It's Friday, and that means high school football. Hello, everyone. I'm Russ Robinson. Join me, Jay White, Jake Wimberly, George Broadstreet, and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us tomorrow night at 10 right here on MPB Think Radio. A sequoia called Odin was a sapling when Rome was an empire. Now it's a giant thriving tree surrounded by drought. And scientists want to know why it's doing so well. So they're climbing up and measuring. Every single branch. Taking notes while you're hanging from a rope. We are taking notes while we're hanging on a rope, yes. I'm Kelly McEvers. That story later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, agriculture in Mississippi. It generates billions of dollars. Is Mississippi's number one industry. It's the driver of our economy. The state is an agriculture leader for the nation, but there are some challenges. We feel like we have two choices. We have to import our labor or we'll have to import our food. From overseas and here at home. I don't have a problem with it as long as they play fair. We take a closer look at agriculture in Mississippi on At Issue. This Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB-TV. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Which famous Mississippian said this? You can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. 
Or how about this? I never expected to be anybody important. The speakers were Medgar Evers and Elvis Presley, respectively. And they are among the many Mississippians quoted in the new book, The Mississippi Book of Quotations. Mississippi native and author David Cruz compiled the quotes in the book. He tells us in today's book club there are quotes from famous Mississippians and from others outside the state who had something to say about it. There are about 275 Mississippians uh, quoted in the book. And then in addition, there are a number of people who made observations about Mississippi through the years, including Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Johnny Carson, the cast of Saturday Night Live. So it's comprehensive in the sense that I've mined down deep to find Mississippi's greatest writers, musicians, artists, athletes, actors, uh, and included their great lines and quips in there, but also everyday Mississippians, things from high school football coaches and great storytellers that I've run across through the years. There are about 2,000 quotations broken into 80 different categories, everything from attitude to beauty. Yeah, I was going to say, I have that Mississippi to politics, to violence, to baseball, to drinking, to poker, even mules. That's exactly right. As Shelby Foote once observed, he said, he said of William Faulkner, he said, I really think William Faulkner likes mules more than he likes people. One of the quotes in here is William Faulkner saying, I don't trust a man that doesn't love a dog. Don't you love that? I do. I do. I wrote down some of the quotes. One of my favorite quotes is from Greg Isles, who, of course, is a noted writer. A man's biggest enemy is his mouth. There's a great line from Beth Henley in one of her plays where she says, it's a human need to talk about our lives. It's an important human need. And I think you find that need to talk all over Mississippi, and and it's embedded deeply in this book. David, how did you even go about collecting these quotes, and how long did it take you? It just started out on a on a whim. I've I've been reading all my life, and I started collecting these quotes probably 30 years ago when I started reading Eudora Wealthy and William Faulkner and Richard Ford and Barry Hanna and Willie Morris and Shelby Foote. I invariably will write down the great lines, the pithy lines, the insightful lines, the heartfelt lines, the clever lines that I would run across as I read them, or great lines from Mississippi musicians that are in their songs. I would always write them down. And about three years ago, I discovered that I had, gosh, probably 2,500, well over 2,000, what I thought were wonderful, great quotes. And I thought, well, maybe I ought to collect these and see if anyone would be interested in publishing as a book. And fortunately, Nautilus Press and Neil White were immensely interested. And I then had to go from 2,000 scraps of paper and enter it all into a computer. So I started this back in analog days and have had to bring it up into digital time. So I've been at a long time. But the idea for the book itself came about about two years ago. There's a line. I don't know who this person is. Greg Bullock out of Prentice County who said, it's a fine funeral when someone plays the banjo. That is someone I just stumbled across. I'd never met Greg Bullock before, but I was at a funeral. A friend of mine's mom had passed away and I went to the funeral. I didn't really know anyone there at the funeral. And this guy just saddled up to me and, and we started talking. And in the course of our conversation, he uttered that line, and I just thought, what a delightful <laughs> thought. And so I included in the book. Um, high school football coach who I heard during a scrimmage one time say, you boys pair off. Pair off in threes. <laughs> 
So you've got the most insightful lines in the world, and then you have some pretty absurd lines as well. I want to mention that our own, I call him our own, Felder Rushing, who hosts the show on MPB. You have several quotes from him, and they're all very entertaining. This one, fire ants in your garden make you garden faster. It's important to understand that I tell it all in this book, and I think that's important. I put in there the treacherous and wicked and poisonous lines that have been uttered by Mississippians through the years. Theodore Bilbo and and others. So it's not all uplifting, but fortunately in our state, the great bulk of it is uplifting and insightful, but there are some pretty tough and treacherous and mean-spirited lines in there as well. And I think it's important that we display the entire arc of our state. The book is the Mississippi Book of Quotations. David Cruz, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Karen. It was a delight to speak with you this morning. And David Cruz will be at Lemuria Bookstore in Jackson today at 5 p.m. and at Gumtree Bookstore in Tupelo next Tuesday at noon. Coming up after Mississippi Edition, it's Creature Comforts, MPB Season Pass, and Southern Remedy. And remember, if you want to catch the show outside the broadcast, just search for Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you like. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, offering online master's degrees in elementary education, higher education, and early childhood education. Your master's degree can be earned online in as little as one to two years. More information at education.olemiss.edu. It's